Jeffrey Dahmer dismembered the corpse of his first victim. He then packed the body parts in a plastic bags and buried them behind his parents' home. He later exhumed the remains, crushed the bones with a sledgehammer, and scattered them across a wooded ravine. So who was Jeffrey Dahmer? And why was he considered as the most disgusting serial killer of his time? To find that out, keep listening. Jeffrey Dahmer was born on May 21, 1960 to Lionel and Joyce Dahmer. He was described as an energetic and happy child until the age of 4 when surgery to correct a double hernia seemed to affect a change in the body. He became increasingly withdrawn following the birth of his younger brother and the family's frequent moves. By his early teens, he was disengaged, tense, and largely friendless. Dahmer claims that His compulsion toward necrophilia and murder began around the age of 14 but it appears that the breakdown of his parents marriage and his acrimonious divorce a few years later may have been the catalyst for turning these thoughts into actions by the time of his first killing Dahmer's alcohol consumption had spun out of control he dropped out of Ohio State University after one quarter term and his recently remarried father insisted that he joined the army his drinking problem persisted and in the early 1981 the army discharged him although the german authorities would later investigate possible connections between dammer and the murders that took place in the area during that time it is not believed that he took any more victims while serving in the armed forces following the discharge jeffrey dammer returned home to ohio An arrest later that year for disorderly conduct prompted his father to send Dahmer to live with his grandmother. But his alcohol problem continued and he was arrested the following summer for indecent exposure. He was arrested once again in 1986 when two boys accused him of masturbating in front of them. He received a 1-year probationary sentence. Jeffrey Dahmer murdered 17 men between 1978 and 1991. He was careful to select the victims. They were mostly on the fringes of society, those who were borderline criminals, making their disappearances less noticeable and reducing the likelihood of his capture. He lured them to his home with the promise of money or sex and then strangled them to death. He engaged in sexual acts with their bodies and kept the body parts and photos as souvenirs. Dahmer's first murder occurred after graduating high school in June 1978 when he picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Hicks and took him home to his parents' house. Dahmer proceeded to get the young man drunk. When Hicks tried to leave, Dahmer killed him by striking him in the head and strangling him with a barbell. It wasn't until September 1978 that Dahmer took his second victim, Stephen. He checked into the hotel room and drank. and Dammer eventually woke up to find Steven dead with no memory of his previous night activities he bought a large suitcase to transport Steven's body to his grandmother's basement where he dismembered and masturbated on the corpse before disposing of the remains only after Dammer killed another two victims 
at his grandmother's home did she tire of her grandson's late nights and drunkenness although she had no knowledge of his other activities she forced him to move out of his premises in 1988 that september 1989 damer had an extremely lucky escape An encounter with a 13-year-old boy resulted in charges of sexual exploitation and second-degree sexual assault for Dammer. He pleaded guilty, claiming that the boy had appeared much older. While awaiting sentencing for his sexual assault case, Dammer again put his grandmother's basement to gruesome use. In March 1989, he lured, drugged, strangled, sodomized, photographed, dismembered, and disposed the body of Anthony Sears, an aspiring model. At his trial for child molestation in May 1989, his defense counsel argued that he needed treatment and the judge agreed, handing down a year prison sentencing on day release allowing Dammer to work at his job during the day and return to the prison at night, as well as five-year probationary sentence. Following the two years, Dammer's victim count accelerated bringing his total from 4 to 17. He developed rituals as he progressed, experimenting with chemical means of disposal and often consuming the flesh of his victims. Dammer also attempted crude globotomies, drilling into victims' skull while they were still alive and injecting them with muriatic acid. On May 27, 1991, Dammer's neighbor, Sandra Smith, called the police to report that an Asian boy was running naked in the street. When the police arrived, the boy was incoherent and they accepted the word of Dammer, a white man in a largely poor African-American community. That the boy was his 19-year-old lover. In fact, the boy was 17 years old and a brother of the teen Dammer had molested three years earlier. The police escorted Dammer and the boy home. Clearly not wishing to become embroiled in a homosexual domestic disturbance, they took a cursory look around before leaving. Once the police left the scene, Dammer killed the boy and proceeded with his usual rituals. Had they conducted a, even a basic search, police officers would have found the body of Dammer's 12th victim, Tony Hugh. Before he was arrested, Dammer killed four more men. Dammer's killing spree ended when he was arrested on July 22, 1999. The body parts found in Dammer's refrigerator and Polaroid photographs of his victims became associated with his notorious killing spree. Two police officers were led to Dammer when they picked up Tracy Edwards, a 32-year-old African-American man who was wandering the streets with handcuffs dangling from his wrist. They decided to investigate the man's claim that a weird dude had drugged and restrained him. They arrived at Dammer's apartment where he calmly offered to get the keys for the handcuffs. Edwards claimed that the knife Dammer had threatened him with was in the bedroom. When the officer went to corroborate the story, he noticed Polaroid photographs of dismembered bodies lying around. Dammer was subdued 
by the officers. Subsequent searches revealed a head in the refrigerator, three more in the freezer and a catalogue of other horrors including preserved skulls, jars containing genitalia and an extensive gallery of Polaroid photographs of his victims. In 1996, following Dahmer's death, a group of businessmen raised more than $400,000 to purchase the items he used for his victims, including blades, saws, handcuffs and a refrigerator to store body parts. They promptly destroyed them in an effort to distance the city from the horrors of Dahmer's actions and ensuing the media circus surrounding his trial. Dahmer's trial began in January 1992. Given the fact that majority of Dahmer's victims were African-American, there was a lot of racial tensions. So strict security precautions were taken, including an 8-foot barrier of bulletproof glass that separated them from the gallery. The inclusion of only one African-American on the jury provoked further unrest, but it was ultimately contained and short-lived. Lionel Dammer and his second wife attended the trial throughout. Dammer initially pleaded not guilty to all charges. Despite having confessed to the killings during police interrogation, he eventually changed his plea to guilty by virtue of insanity. His defense then offered the gruesome details of his behavior as proof that only someone insane could commit such terrible acts. The jury chose to believe the prosecution's assertion that Dahmer was fully aware that his acts were pure evil and chose to commit them anyway. Dahmer reportedly adjusted well to prison life. Although he was initially kept apart from the general population, he eventually convinced authorities to allow him to integrate more fully with other inmates. Dahmer was killed on November 28, 1994 by his fellow prison inmate Christopher Scarver. In accordance with his inclusion in regular work details, Dahmer was assigned to work with two other convicted murderers, Scarver and Jesse Anderson. After they had been left alone to complete their tasks, guards returned to find that Scarver had brutally beaten both men with a metal bar from the prison weight room. Dahmer was pronounced dead after approximately one hour. Anderson succumbed to his injuries days later. Scarver also claimed that the prison guards allowed the murders to happen by leaving them alone. Thank you so much for listening. Share this episode amongst your friends and family and tag me to get a huge shout out in the next episode. This week's shout out goes to Sai Nimisha. Thank you so much for all the love and support.